Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Your trainer, Melanie Cole, is here to motivate and help you perform. It's time now for Train Your Body. Well, we all know that eating junk food can make you fat, but can it also make you stupid? That is such an interesting question and one that will be answered by one of our fan favorites here, Dr. John Higgins, sports cardiologist at the UT Health Science Center at Houston. Dr. Higgins, welcome to the hey, show. Melanie. So, Hey, Melanie. This, OMG, this is a great topic. <laughs> this is a great topic. So, so the Western diet... The, you know, we hear about the Mediterranean, you know, and, and the Middle Eastern diet and all these other. This one's supposed to make us stupid. Is that because of the processed foods, the flowers? What is this deal? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fascinating, Melanie. I think it, the study, basically what they did is they looked at some teenagers. They were aged 14, and they had them do a food questionnaire, and then they, all, they tested them later on on a series of these cognitive tasks, which they which give them an idea of, you know, how fast they are able to process information and make decisions and, and you know, important kind of things like that. And, and they found that the kids who were eating more of the soft drinks, the fried foods, the takeout foods, processed meat and processed and refined sugars and foods, they were a lot slower on their speed reaction time, as well as being able to processed and remember materials. So it, it really looked like, you know, they they talk about, you know, uh, you you are what you eat. Well, maybe, you know, your thinking is what you eat. <laughs> it's quite amazing. That is amazing. So what are we looking at in the foods that would constitute, Dr. Higgins, a Western diet? What does that even mean? Yeah, well, I think the you, you pointed to it right on the money before, Melanie, that the more we are getting toward processed and refined foods and away from the basics, it seems like the more problems that these uh, folks were running into. So people that were having more a basic food-type diet, like you know, good amounts of fruits, vegetables, the, uh, the fish, and, and of course the omega-3 fats, which seem to be really, really important, not only in the development of the brain, because they... They believe that there's a lot of changes going on in, in the brain of adolescents. So, so it's, it's a kind of a moving uh, a project at that time of their life. But also, you know, in terms of uh, short-term and long-term memory and, and other processing. So the diet that has a more of a Mediterranean feel, which, which has the more of the unprocessed fruits, vegetables, uh, nuts, you know, we know that walnuts, for example, you know, there's, there's a kind of a joke that, you know, the walnut kind of looks a little bit like a, like a little brain. Well, it actually yep. is, it's, it's a really good brain food, as well as the, the things, that, the omega-3 fats, we know they are really important in producing certain chemicals in the brain as well as in the brain function. And we get those in fish and, and things like salmon and trout are really important. But, you know, some of the more basic things like the berries, you know, and the flavonoids, you know, we were talking before about some some of the grapes and and uh, apples you know those sort of things and and more going more away from having something that is coming from a can and going maybe thinking about going more toward those foods that are uh, you know fresh melanie and and that you make things that are not with you know a hundred different things in the ingredient but maybe just sort of getting more back to basics well i think one of the secrets you know dr higgins that i've always taught people and, and, and 
done myself over the years is especially with children because junk food is so readily available and so easy and in some cases pretty tasty and it's easy to make your kids a box of mac and cheese or throw some spaghetti sauce on some noodles and say here's dinner but when you get the kids involved and you get them involved in cooking, even the gardening portion of it, and then they don't love to pull weeds, but, you know, then the rest of it, they actually really like to be involved, and they Mm. will eat healthier. And I think I'm lucky because my kids will eat anything, so I can feed them what this study talks about, chia seeds and nuts and all these things. What do you say to parents who say my kids will never eat that stuff? Well, I think that they're... There are uh, two approaches to this, you know, I, I, and I think the first approach is, is a gradual approach, but I think it has to be, as you were saying, Melanie, I, I think it has to be done if, if you're, you know, throughout the whole family. So, you, you know, you can't have one person eating something and another person eating uh, something else. You know, I, I think that, we, you know, everyone has to buy into it like you do very nicely. And, the, the, you know, the other, the other approach is to, to do it, you know, sort of cold turkey um so it's 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 up to you how you want to do it you know a, a sort of a switch but i i think probably the most success i've had with my patients is i'll tell them you know to gradually introduce things so for example if they're not eating much in the way of fish you know if they're eating more red meat uh, during the week I'll, I'll say to them well you know how about trying doing you know a fish once uh, once a week and and also how about making sure that when you eat a meal that you have at least a couple of different vegetables that that are fresh vegetables that you've picked up, you know, that uh, the last few days, and have and and you know basically minimally cook them, not have them you know fried or just have them steamed. Because again, any time you add saturated fats or trans fats, which a lot of the common cooking oils have in them, that seems to be uh, have a negative effect on on both the total fats, but also on the on the amount of omega threes. That are in there, and it, it looks like the omega three is a really, really important thing in these uh, and a common denominator of these diets, Melanie. And, and in fact, the kids, when they looked at the ratio of the omega three, which is what we believe to be the really important and better of the fatty acids, to the omega six, the people that had the the better ratio of the omega threes were the ones that seemed to have the best scores in terms of the cognitive function. And then as they went more toward more and more junk food, that ratio came lower. So, you know, for example, the kids that were doing the worst had a ratio of one of the omega-3 to about 20 to 25 of the omega-6, whereas, wow. you know, the kids doing really well had a, you know, a one-to-one or even a, a two-to-one ratio. So, but I think, as you said, Melanie, balance is, is important in everything. And just getting back to basics, you know, the, try, not to, try not to prepare too much food from processed food and, and avoid too much of the unhealthy canned foods, which, you know, if, they, if it has ingredients on, <laughs> on the package that you don't even know that what they are, you know, you, you should be asking yourself, well, is this going to be really healthy for me? And, and why not, you know, go back to basics? And as you said, Melanie, I think kids really can get into it and have fun with it and, and actually enjoy the flavor. And, and actually, after a, after a bit of time, they don't want to take the junk food anymore. Well, we don't have a lot of time, Dr. Higgins, but what if, if the micronutrients and the trace minerals that are found in good quality foods, and by the way, shopping on the perimeter of the grocery stores where you will find those foods, can really affect a child's cognitive development, especially in adolescence when their brains are so, we've done so many shows on adolescent brains, wow. And yeah. if, if that's what's affecting them, do you think that parents should 
while they're trying to change the diet, start supplementing maybe a fish oil or giving a spoonful of kids' fish oil or a multivitamin to get those macronutrients and trace minerals into their children's system so they can think more clearly. We only have about a minute. Yeah, absolutely, Melanie. I think in the, you know, until you've gotten onto a really good diet, if, you, if you're having a bit of a problem or you're in the transition phase, absolutely, you know, doing some of those things like the macronutrients, the multivitamins, maybe a bit of uh, cod liver oil or uh, some of those other uh, uh, chia seeds, you know, and hemp seeds, flax seeds, those uh, and the walnuts, those sort of things can be really good. And I think basically it points to what we were talking about before, Melanie, that this is a uh, young children and adolescents, they are, are in a critical time period for their brain development. And it's important to have a full spectrum of nutrition for those individuals. And, and you know, I, uh, you know, we talk about what you eat and uh, is, is what you are. Well, now it looks like, you know, I, I, um, I eat, therefore I think. And uh, if you want your kids wow. to be eating well and, and uh, being healthy as well as smart and doing well at school, then uh, look at what is on the table at, at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Really great advice. I think, therefore I eat, or I eat, therefore I think. Absolutely. The study is in that's showing that children can struggle cognitively if they're not getting adequate nutrition. So looking at the whole foods, get your kids involved in cooking, and try and sort of ease them into that healthy eating lifestyle. This is Melanie Cole. You're listening to Train Your Body on Radio MD. Thanks for listening and stay well.